This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. Can, can one of you guys put a, the mask on right now and just tickle each other on mic? That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> no? <laughs> is that how you get off, dude? Yeah. Hello, welcome to the Conjecturing Horrorish Podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey, what's up, guys? And I'm your host, Rob. Uh, we also have a guest tonight. I brought on uh, Laura's husband, Brooks. Thanks for having me back, guys. Okay. <laughs> Laura's already Laura already almost spit out her wine. Uh, I thought she fell right. asleep. Was I was that, like, hello. Was that was that my cue? <laughs> yeah. That, that uh-huh. was your cue. That was your cue. No, that you <laughs> I'm no expert. No expert? Okay. We've had like so many spouses on now over the past uh, year, year and a quarter or something like that we've been on now. I mean, I, I know Brooks has been on before. Uh, of course, Greg's uh, wife, Lindsay, has been on. My wife just came on recently and really just tore me apart left and right on that episode. So that was fun. Um <laughs> Even setting up right now, she was in the background talking uh, to these guys, just saying that she's in the text from the room, all the bullshit I talk about. So that's always fun to have, you know, when you're recording. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so I, I invited Brooks on because I know he's been wanting to watch this movie. We're doing The Purge this week, 2013 film. Um, so I thought it was a perfect time to invite him on to review this movie. Uh, and then it's also just going to be fun having Lauren Brooks together and as you saw right away, Laura is already laughing and drinking her wine, and so it's going to be a fun night. So let's see, you know, how is everybody doing tonight? How are you guys all doing? Great, excellent, doing great, doing good, doing good, doing good. I didn't even ask Brooks. I forgot. Like we're in the, we're in the gold room tonight. Brooks, how's your? This is your first actually visit to the gold room since our new transition. Is this is this a shining reference? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Brooks, you're you're off. You're cut. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the shiny in the gold room. Uh, where Lloyd Some gives nice us chandeliers. drinks. Nice chandeliers. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Nothing's nothing creepy has happened, Brooks, in the in the in the shiny. Nothing's crazy happened yet. No, I feel I feel comfortable, at ease, safe, boarded up. I mean, we paid a lot of money for these walls, you know, uh, so we can afford to <laughs> to be locked up. Uh, yeah, we're ha- we're having to rent this space every week in the gold room, so it's pretty costly. So, yeah, okay, all right, well, that's good. I'm glad, you know. At least now Brooks knows uh, the shining, what it looks like now. So I'm glad to know that. Um, <laughs> this is like Greg all over again. He didn't know room two three seven and everything back in the day. So like, man, pretty pretty interesting. Um, so how are you guys doing, Laura? Greg, you guys are doing good in the gold room tonight. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Doing good. Doing good. Laura, are you regretting your decision to allow me to bring on your husband already? It's too early. We'll see. It's too early. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yes. Like we said, we're doing 2013's The Purge this week. Uh, like I said, I mean, I mean, like I said, the only reason I really did this movie is, is I've never seen it. And I knew Brooks had never seen it. He wanted to talk about it. Greg, Laura, have you guys ever seen this movie? I haven't. I've seen it uh, exactly one time, surprisingly. And then this would be your second time, Greg? Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Greg had seen it before me, none of us uh, before this. I avoided it at all costs. I just never wanted to watch it. And because I was avoiding it and we tend to watch our horror movies together, mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever watched one apart. Uh, he hasn't really been able to watch it until now. Can and you explain that, why you've been avoiding it? 
Well, I don't want to get into it too much now, but I, I think you cracked the case, Greg, like it's too realistic for me in a way. And I don't like, I already get scared uh, at most home invasion movies. Like someone coming into your home is what really gets me. Um, and I also just think that the concept of this movie is kind of timely. Like it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Brooks, is this, did you, I, I'm curious, did you know this? Like, uh, so I feel like you liked the invitation and you've liked a lot of the home dinner party, home invasion movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that both of you actually like similar horror movies in that sense. Like, did you, do you feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I like realistic, dark concepts in general. And I think I was, I don't know if this is messed up, but I think I was more drawn to the movie because because it disturbed Laura so much. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> that's nice. No, that's Perfect. interesting, though. That that makes sense. I mean, like, that's one cool thing that we, we've always talked about on the show is, like, horror, to some degree, brings out, you know, something in yourself that helps you learn about yourself. So, I mean, why not understand what, you know, what scares your partner and what frightener, frighteners, frightens your partner you know, to learn more about them. So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, this I'll, I'll say this movie did scare me before I'd seen it. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Did, do you, do you, when you watch movies like this, Brooks, knowing that it's something that's probably going to unnerve Laura, do you at points in the movie, like watch her more than you're watching the movie? Cause you want to see like her reaction to things. No, I don't, I don't really need to watch her. Uh, I think she gives me verbal cues that she's not <laughs> she's not really enjoying the movie. So, oh, oh yeah. And mm-hmm. plus, you know, we're we're working from home full time. I I see enough of her, so I. <laughs> this is going real great. That's true. It's turned into the <laughs> Laura episode. This is this is uh, talk about Laura and what she does at home life. Okay, Brooke, she's she's about to purge you from the house. And so <laughs> you go another. She like yep. she'd like to trust me. Yeah, that's, that's true. It, yeah. He he actually left today for the first time in like over a year. For like six hours. And I was like, stay out. You're doing great. <laughs> you, you come back, your windows are boarded up. You got <laughs> concrete doors in your, your house. Like, I don't know what happened. The locks are changed. Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, if you, if you want a solo parent, that's on you. No, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's see what we're wearing tonight. Uh, if anybody has any outfits on, uh, Greg, you want to go first? I think you got maybe the most elaborate one going on. Yeah, I, I'm dressed as one of the intruders. I think I was watching this movie on subtitles, so there was a what was he called? The polite stranger polite or the polite stranger, purger. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so that's me. I, I handcrafted this mask. It looks super. That's janky creepy. but no, that, that's uh that's fucked great. up Rick. that's really fucked up with with my preppy little sweater and um and tie all red white and blue by the mm. way to be in the uh the patriotic thing nice mm-hmm. nice nice i like oh, it you know what actually well i can talk about when we get to our drinks but i have a special cup too a special cup? Oh, okay all right cool cool uh what about you guys laura brooks do you guys you guys wear anything tonight i'll let you go first i've just got the uh standard intruder mask with the overly smiley face the creepy the creepy <laughs> grin that creepy before face. before we started recording uh we said it looked exactly like laura's face and i don't know if that, that i think <laughs> I that was totally more of an have this i have the same eyebrows as yeah. the purge mask but you know what's really scary though is i mean brooks looks pretty scary wearing it because he does crazy things with his eyes but 
uh, our daughter is like obsessed with every mask I've had on the pod. She like <laughs> goes into all of our funny pod stuff and like plays with it. And so as soon as this mask arrived, cause we had just ordered it like a week ago, she of course found it, put it on. And like that specific mask on a Whoa. tiny human Ooh. is legit the most <laughs> horrifying thing. <laughs> I mean, she's put on like the scream mask and Donnie Darko. She's done all this shit. No, this one is really horrifying. Is, is this worse than, um, than the Michael Myers mask on the young Michael Myers? Yes. Oh, wow. That that's pretty fucked up then. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. What if you just like you, you went to sleep tonight and you woke up and she was just standing next to your bed in that mask like that? I would mean, be... I would literally shit myself. <laughs> he would purge out of your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay. Well, you guys might need to dispose of that mask before it becomes a play toy. That's pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, I'm, I'm dressed as what is this kid's name in this movie? I, I, I kept calling him little Jack white from the white stripes. I don't know what his name is. You know, I don't, I don't Charlie? know his name. Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Oh. Well, that's ominous enough. He kind yes, of Charlie. Uh, yeah. So I'm dressed as Charlie tonight. I have my black wig on man, bringing it back. It's coming on like every other pod with me now. I got the black wig on. I got some black shades, kind of like he was wearing when he controlled his little Toy Story monster he was playing with. Um, And then I have a remote control. So that's me. I'm little Charlie tonight. You know, that little freak. Uh, So... Wait, I didn't show you guys my prop though. Oh, sorry, sorry, Laura. Oh yeah, we were okay. talking about your daughter and your creepy face. So we. I know. You. Well, I'm just I'm just wearing pod merch right now. I'm wearing our t-shirt mm. with our logo on it. Nice. But uh, I'm just waving my Canadian flag because um, <laughs> I'm out of here, guys. This oh, you're out of here now. <laughs> uh, you're going nice. up there. You're going up north. Yep. Oh, I went okay. Greg's route. I printed it. I made it. That is awesome. <laughs> You're going to go up there and uh, get abducted. Uh, you're a podcaster. You're going to go up, up north and get abdu- uh, abducted and become a walrus. Be no. careful, Laura. Be careful. Don't <laughs> no. do that. I would never put myself in that situation because I'm no. not an idiot. Oh, that's true. That's true. That was that was me. Yeah, I, that would be me. Yeah, I got to stay here. I can't go up north. I'll get in trouble. Yeah, uh, so that's what we're wearing tonight. Like I said, if you guys want to see what we're wearing, you got to follow us Twitter and Instagram at Conjecturing Pod. And as Laura said, she's wearing her merch. Check out our merch store, tpublic.com slash user slash Conjecturing Pod. Uh, so now let's see what we're drinking tonight. Let me get the drop going here. What's in the cups? <laughs> okay, so what do we... What do we uh, record that. Oh, we tried. No, it's never going to get as better <laughs> that first time. Uh, <laughs> so what are we drinking tonight, Laura? We are drinking a Founding Fathers, which I have retitled from this red, white, and blue cocktail I found online. So this cocktail, it's red, white, and blue. It's a vodka lemonade, basically, but it also has grenadine and blue curacao. And the whole point is to make layers so that it's blue on the bottom and then, you know, quote unquote, white in the middle and red on top. Uh, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos. I did the spoon trick. I tried everything. I tried even redoing the layers because mm. you have to do the heaviest liqueur on the bottom and so on and so forth. It it didn't. It didn't fucking work. It tasted really good, but it didn't work. Uh, so we drank those and now we are pouring ourselves a nice tall glass of red wine like the Sandins drink. <laughs> nice. 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 I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I I tried it too. I tried making it, but I mean, geez, just like this movie, it just would not cooperate. Shit, no. you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, what what about you, Greg? What are you drinking tonight? Yeah, same. I I just wanted to share my special cup. I honestly have no idea where this cup came from or how it arrived in my house. But it's this random cup with a bunch of 
uh, you know, it's got the American flag on there. Oh, yeah. And it's got these random patriotic sayings. I mean, it just says, it just says freedom. <laughs> then it says USA love. Then it just <laughs> says the nation's capital. And just weird things. It says the Pentagon. Like just weird, I guess, like American phrases. And it's got some um, national monuments. I don't know. It's It's really bizarre, but. That's okay. my uh, my couple nice. choice tonight. Nice, I like it. I like it. It's very fitting Extra for prop. this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think oh. every purger has that cup in their house at some point in this movie, probably. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. Good drinks. Good drinks, everybody. Uh, we're gonna do a little show news real fast. So we just want to remind everybody listening if they like the show, please rate uh, our podcast on whatever you're listening to it on. Uh, and then another thing we have is we also have a new sponsor now. We have a new sponsor, Amazon Music, which is super cool. Um, so just want to read this ad real quickly, get out of the way right now. Don't want to try to fit it in the episode. Uh, with Amazon Music Unlimited, listeners can get unlimited access to over 70 million songs on demand music, which is always ad free and are able to listen offline with unlimited skips. By signing up with our promo code, you can get Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days and you can cancel at any time. So go to getamazonmusic.com slash conjecturing pod and you can get started with uh, you know Amazon Music and support the pod and support us and support one of our sponsors, which is really cool actually. I'm so pumped for this. We have had Amazon Music. Actually, we've had the Amazon Music Unlimited for a long time now. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I have Amazon Prime, of course. That's where I watch most of my damn movies for the pod. And now, Mm -hmm. you know, I have Amazon Music, which is cool. So they're... Amazon's taking over the world, guys. I mean, if it's not going to be a purge yeah. eventually, it's going to be an Amazon purge or something like that. Shit, they're going to drop packages on our heads with drones or something. I don't know. That's um, fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> as, <laughs> as long as you get it next day, Laura, I don't care if it drops on your head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Ed, when, you, when you guys got your mask, did you use Amazon to get your mask? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, don't get this one started on the packages that arrive yeah. daily. It's like I... <laughs> I'm going to have carpal tunnel for the number of packages that have broken down in the last year and a half i feel like um, this was a habit before the pandemic too i always just like packages just come daily mm-hmm. yeah well we love amazon here though so that's okay uh you know yeah you can go, <laughs> go to that link amazon music all that'll be in the show notes too and you guys can support us uh, and support amazon i mean like they need more support but okay uh so <laughs> l- last week we go did support it <laughs> 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 Jeff Bezos needs more money. Yeah. Uh, last week we did 1996, the craft uh, movie. We had Paige on from uh, Re- Reverie True Crime podcast. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to talk about from last week's episode? I just want to say, Paige, like I love you, and I think you should come on all the time. Oh, I like want to start my own witchy circle with her. She's great. Oh, that's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Maybe maybe you guys can start a side podcast like Two Witches or something like that, you know? Ooh, something that's like that. a great idea. That'd be cool. You guys can talk about witch movies or do now spells together. I don't know what you guys can do. But <laughs> no, Rob, you can just show up and put on that black wig. It's all right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> okay, that'll work then. All right. As long as I'm a part of it, I'm good with that. You know, Rob, that they... might that might cut into this podcast ratings, though. I mean, be careful mm. be careful what you wish for. What you oh, wish for? Wow. Oh, wow. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Brooks is, is now uh, on my team. We got, we got two pun masters on now with Greg. It's going to be a competition tonight. Okay. That was Interesting. good. <laughs> hey, hey, Rob, spe- speaking of uh, uh, spells, I, I was thinking, so I was um, late picking up my son from daycare a couple days ago, and I was at the very last light right before his daycare. And of course, you know, if you're late, they charge you like every minute that you're late, right? So I was Goodness. about to get the green, and like an ambulance came in the other direction and it just reset the timing on the intersection. 
and I got an extended red and I was so pissed. I mean, emergencies are important and all, but, um, <laughs> you know, the thing is, instead of giving me back my green phase, it sent the green to the main street. So I had to wait another like five minutes to get through. And then I realized, you know, I, I don't even need a witch's power. You know, that was my choice last episode was to be able to turn lights. Oh, I feel like. I don't even need that. You know what I need is just to be an ambulance driver. Okay. And I, you know, you can just roll up to the intersection and hit your little switch and you get the green. So I don't know. I mean, you could I have, have said, to revise my answer. Yeah. I mean, you could have just said you wish nobody ever got hurt, but uh, you went very, you know, selfish. <laughs> As I always do when it comes yeah. to the powers. Yeah, normally. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I loved last week's episode. It was so fun recording with Paige. Uh, we had a great time talking about uh, uh, the craft and everything. Uh, it was a great episode. Yeah. We, we hope to eventually bring her on again, you know, whenever she's free or whenever Laura and her want to chat or something like that, that'd be cool. Me and Greg could just chill in the background. Hopefully we could pick a movie where I'm not the only one uh, like hating on a movie. Cause that was actually kind of funny, um, but it was okay. Good luck following her Brooks. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paige didn't have any puns like Brooks had right now, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she just had like a really good personality, so I don't know what Greg's gonna, uh, Brooks is going to do. About I like Brooks. Yeah, I don't know what's enough. I'm, I'm just here for some for some jokes. That's it. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. I like that. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, we already talked about we're doing the purge this week. I already kind of said why I did it. I'm not going like, to repeat that. So let's uh, let's just get to our horror segment of the week. Let's get it going here. Let me get the drop going. Okay, we got a question this week. We got a question. Uh, gonna have to put Brooks on the spot here. Let's see how good his improv skills are. I haven't told anybody about this question yet. Uh, so the question I got for this week is relating to the purge, of course. Uh, so the question I came up with was, uh, what horror or horrorish character would you pick to be stuck with during the purge? So that can either be you're stuck in a house locking down with this character, mm. or you're stuck roaming around trying to kill people i guess uh oh. so that's up to you you can choose what horror or horrorish character would you choose i don't know if you're going safety if you're going massacre whatever <sighs> you whatever your your little red white and blue heart desires you know, you know i think i'm gonna go with hannibal lecter <laughs> because we could have a nice meal oh my god oh. you're the meal While you're the meal you're the meal i don't i'm not i'm not gonna speak to what's in the meal but oh. we could have some, you know, some farva beans and a nice bottle of oh tea <laughs> while we wait it out. Yeah. Okay. So you're in the house together. You're, you're in the house without a collector. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. All right. And you're like buddies, hopefully, right? That's the idea. Yeah. It, it, as long as you have the, uh, the the disarm code to get out, Brooks, you don't want to be the, the one that doesn't have that code. Then, then yeah. you're stuck there with him. Mm-hmm. You've uh, you've befriended him in jail. You've been writing him letters. He finally got out. Now he's coming over for the purge to chill. Yeah, we're tight. Not, right? Ne- <laughs> wow. Netflix, Netflix and chill with the Hannibal. Okay. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, who wants to go next after that one? You know, uh, what, what do you think? I'll, I'll go next. I feel like this is an easy question. Um, I'm You guys, I'm picking Erin from your next. She is a oh. true survivalist. I mean... I feel like she was born for this. This is what she knows. So we'll hopefully be locked in our safe home. But if shit hits the fan, like I feel the most safe with her. Damn. She knows what to do. You'd be stuck in the house too, Laura, right? You're not wandering yeah. around the streets, right? Oh, okay, no, right. no, no. I'm, right. I don't want anything to do. I don't want any part of this. She, in fact, she can't I should have... be in Canada, but you know. <laughs> I don't think that she can hold a, a good of conversation as, as Hannibal Lecter, though. I feel like <laughs> well, she would see? be, she, you know, she's kind of a closed off 
I don't know. And she's all about those traps, which is good, but you know, I don't know. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Greg just wants conversation. He doesn't care about living. That's <laughs> well, okay. what what makes what makes a good partner to have during the purge? It's like you said, Rob. You could have either see. I don't think I'd be the person to be going out killing people. I'd be more of <laughs> the one to be in the house. But then, what is the right person mm-hmm. to have? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't Aaron. know. Right. Well, if you're <laughs> if you're dependent on your security system that's protecting your home, and you feel like like your home is secure, then yeah, I'm going for. For conversation. Nice. <laughs> you picked Hannibal Lecter. Okay. All right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about you, Greg? What do you think? I thought for sure you'd go out and kill people knowing you, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I, but I guess, I guess that's every other Thursday for you. So why would you do that? You know? Uh, so what it's about like, you, I don't Greg? have to do that once a year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, whatever. I, I think I'm going to go to, uh, you know, I like to go back to the movies that we've watched. I think I'm going to go to, to people under the stairs and, and grab Roach. <laughs> I feel like he knows his way around the house when he's being chased. He can wow. show me how to, you know, escape into the walls. You know, he's not a a great trap maker like Aaron Wait. from Your Next, but he can he can do some damage. Okay, but you were talking about that you want a good conversation. Roach has no tongue. He, have a he tongue. can't talk. <laughs> you can't talk to him all night. Are you le- are you learning sign language? No, that's the perfect person for graves. I could just talk oh. someone's head off, and they can't. Oh, all right. So you're doing all the talking. Oh, so it's Graves and Roach. Oh, okay. Not Greg. You're putting Greg Greg in the coffin for the night. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, we haven't done Graves in like fucking months, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, Go back and listen to an old episode, I guess, and you'll figure out who that is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For me, I mean, I got to be the opposite one. I got to go out. I'm going out for the purge. I'm going to go, you know, do my duty as an American. I guess, apparently, what they say in this movie. Um, But I'm going to pick, oh, my God, who's going to go with the purge with me? I guess I want somebody that's, like, really, you know, deadly out there. I'm going to go. Can I go Freddy? Can that be an answer? Can I go Freddy? Sure. Yeah, okay, I'll go Freddy. That seems fun, right? I'll, we'll put on matching green sweater, green and red sweaters. <laughs> I'll have a hat like Freddy. Um, he'll have claws, and we can just go terrorize people. That seems kind of cool, right? Well, and I feel like you have that whole supernatural element, too. So maybe mm-hmm. if people are coming towards you guys, you can just go hide in a dream somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, after watching this movie, I feel like I would want to go out, but I feel like I would want to <laughs> go out. No, no, I'm saying after watching this movie, I feel like I would want to go out into the purge, but I would want to be like the nightmare Batman. I would want to go out and like try to save people, you know, you know what I mean? I wouldn't want to go out and just kill random homeless people like they do in this movie. Apparently I would want to go and like try to save people. And then Freddie could be like my sidekick, you know, even though he has a creepy Uh, backstory. You would be so ill-equipped though, because you're spending 364 days not being a vigilante. And then suddenly (laughs) on like the the Mm -hmm. one day you're going to be Batman. I don't know. I know I I was just talking to my wife today. Like I get winded going up the stairs right now. So I like, I don't, yeah, I'm I'm probably after like five minutes. I'm like, Freddie, you got to get this man. I'll hang back for a bit. If you're, if you're counting on Freddie, how, how does Freddie do against, uh, you know, like semi-automatic weapons? I think he, I think he can just, he's a dream, right? Can he just like disappear or move his head mm-hmm. around or something just like that? Slip into know. it. All right. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's not like I picked Michael Myers or Jason who can get like shot and like fall into a grave and disappear and then come back or something, you know, that'd be cool. You know? Yeah. Nice. I like it. I like it. Good picks guys. I think I'll eventually see Greg out there. He snuck out somehow. He had to get a murder in. Come on. You know, <laughs> he needs uh, some Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you met, you realize that he talked about what Graves is doing, but he didn't actually oh. talk about what Greg is doing. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. He actually found a way uh, to slip himself. You saw right through that one, Laura. That yeah, was that's that was true. Good. Oh, wow. That's great. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I knew Greg was out there. Okay. All right. So good answers, you guys. Good answers. Anybody <laughs> wants to eat? Is that Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> There's a fucking purge outside, and Greg is I'll at Taco Bell. Breaking Ball. in and, and making myself a cheesy gordita crunch because they they don't make oh. this anymore. In some well, I just I just realized why Greg loves the movie Identity too because he has so many of them. That's true. Oh, wow, that's true. Okay, all yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's true. Wow. Brooks right, really picked you, up. You're on doing, this yeah, question. you're doing good. You're doing good. Yeah. You're doing good, Brooks. You're doing good. Okay, all right. <laughs> Yeah, so if anybody wants to email us in who they would pick to go out to the purge or stay hidden inside your house with, you can email us conjecturingpod at Gmail, Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod, or you can uh, give us a voicemail on our website, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. Laura, why do you always shake your head, Laura? You don't want a voicemail, Laura? No one wants a voicemail. I don't know. <laughs> it's How not like 1990 right now. <laughs> we got a fax? Yeah. Fax us. Fax us? Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me get a beeper. He could beat me. He could, uh, there yeah. You go. Uh, yeah, so that, so let's get to the movie now. Let's get to the movie now. It's time to pull down the gates. Let's pull down the gates and get to our movie mm-hmm. this week. Uh, like we said, spoiler warning, we're doing the Purge this week, 2013 film. Uh, you got screenwriter, director, James uh, DeMonico, I believe that's how you probably pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty much the guy that created the Purge franchise. So he has his little bit of his hand in all of them, especially like the, they have a new series, I think, coming out. It's going to be a Purge series, which I, I would be really interested to check that out. You know, um, budget of this movie, you have $3 million. Box office, you have uh, close to $90 million. So that this, is nuts. That's cleaned up in the box office. Um, I think this was also a Blumhouse film, too, I saw, which yes. is actually like, geez, anything with Blumhouse's name on it right now is just pretty much like a pretty good. Uh, it's going to make money. I don't know if it's going to be a good movie, but uh, it's really cool. Uh, Laura, you want to do interesting facts? Yeah. So I took this from an interview of DeMonico explaining how the idea for The Purge came to be. So he and his wife were driving on the freeway when a drunk driver cut them off, nearly killing them. And after both cars stopped, the other driver's lack of remorse enraged DeMonico enough to engage in a fist fight, and police eventually had to get involved. And after the incident was over, DeMonico's wife turned to him and commented how great it would be to have one free murder a year and he felt bad admitting this because she's normally a quote-unquote sweet woman (laughs) wow i mean wow i don't know that's not incriminating it's like i get it though because especially with road rage i feel like you're the same way brooks we may say things sometimes that are not okay but in the moment you just see red when you're driving Wow, that's crazy. That's like Greg at that red light when he missed that missed that yeah. uh, green. Greg was ready to slam into the ambulance. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, whoa! He just twisted that. <laughs> went a little darker. Went, 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 I went with the purge. So you know, uh, wow. That, right, that's, well, speaking, that's crazy. Speaking of going dark here, listen to my other fun fact: the homicidal ladies in white dresses were based on Charles Manson's killers or followers. Because director James DeMonico claims he has been rather obsessed with Manson from an early age. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. I, don't I know. know. I don't really like that. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, I don't really like the people that like support. It's one thing to be like, if you want to even call it fascinated with that, even that is kind of crazy. I, I don't know. How do you feel about that, Greg? Craig's like, I love Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> We, we, well, we've talked about this in a few episodes and being interested in horror doesn't mean that you support it. 
And actually, th this reminds me of, of Seven. We had, I think, toward the end of our conversation, we were talking about um, the discussion of how a person leads themselves into becoming some type of serial killer. And being interested in that doesn't mean that you give them a free pass. What it means is that you understand that any person can be led into darkness, you know, given the wrong breadcrumbs and the wrong trail to follow. So I, when he says he's fascinated or supported, he, he not supporting, but he's fascinated or interested in the Charles Manson story. I don't think he means to say that, Oh, it's so interesting. Like I, I love it. It's, it sounds great. I think what he's saying is the, the psychology behind it is interesting because, you know, you don't want other people to fall into the same trap. Uh, both from like the killer's perspective and the people who followed his, um, you know, his ideologies. I don't know. The word obsession is the thing that kind of throws me off being like, no, I think he's yeah, because like a usually super we, fan. Don't we usually get obsessed by things that we like? I mean, I'm obsessed with pizza. I'm obsessed with video games. I'm obsessed with Netflix. You're right. It has like a kind of a positive connotation. It's a weird it's a weird word to use. Mm -hmm. You could you could say that like popular recent popular culture is you know, somewhat obsessed with Manson. I mean, look at Tarantino once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was basically like the, you know, the outline of the movie there. Yeah. Mine um, Hunter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so like there, there definitely is a fascination with, with Manson out there for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah that's true. what I was just about to say. I feel like if you are, you know, like a detective of some sort or you're a storyteller of some sort, which would be like, Tarantino, then it it almost is okay because that's your job. It's almost a requirement, I guess, yeah. right? You have mm -hmm. to understand to some degree the inner workings of these people in order to make a convincing story, don't mm -hmm. you? Yeah, I guess. I mean, like we talked about last week with the with Paige, like I I can watch horror movies and be of course scared here and there, but I can't watch like documentaries about serial killers and stuff. Like when they had the, uh, what's the one that just came out recently on Netflix? It was like the, um, the Nightcrawler, the night, the night yeah, Stalker? the night Stalker one. Night like Stalker. I, my wife watched it cause she was interested on it. And like, I could only watch it periodically. Cause I would just, it just creeps me out. I'm just like, Oh, I just can't watch like real life stuff. You know what I mean? Well, especially after having kids, like I, I was really into true crime pre kid. But then post kid, yeah, it hit a little too close to home for sure. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that's crazy though. That's crazy for this director. It explains why that one kid's name, this movie's name, is Charlie. Then, um, <laughs> oh yeah, my god, I didn't think yeah. about that. Uh, Laura, you want to do cast? Speaking of names, yeah. So we have Ethan Hawke as James Sandin and Lena Headey or uh, Cersei, Cersei, as we will call her probably, <laughs> as Mary. Shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have been ringing bells in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Max Burkholder as Charlie, Adelaide Kane as Zoe. We have Reese Wakefield as the polite leader or polite perjurer. And then also Edwin Hodge as the, and I guess they casted him as the bloody stranger, but bloody stranger. they kept referring to him as the homeless man. So mm, okay. let's call him that. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah, Laura, you want to do synopsis? Yeah. So the year is uh, 2022. And. Uh -oh. okay. The United States have seen a massive decline in crime, violence, even unemployment. And it's all because of this new event that takes place once a year called the purge. And the purge is a 12 hour period where all crimes are okay, including murder. And there you can't get in trouble for them. There'll be no police and there'll also be no EMTs, no healthcare services. And, uh, 
In this movie, we follow one very wealthy family, the Sandins, and they're going to try to sit out the purge in their nice home they're comfortable in, which has a very good security system, uh, but not perfect. (laughs) I would say maybe not even good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's Uh, probably as good as it gets, right? I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah. I mean, mean, it's crazy to think about like the purge when like you can like do all the murders you want and everything. And I remember they said in the movie, like certain weapons are allowed, but then there's certain ones that aren't. And -hmm. looking at the weapons that they had, I'm like, what is not allowed? Like uh, grenade launchers? Like what? Explosives. You don't think there's any explosive? That's the thing that they they say no explosives, Greg? Yeah, they they call it uh, above class something. And you just have to imagine it's probably just to to narrow down and, and get rid of some plot holes. It's like, why <laughs> why don't people just, you know, bomb houses oh. and buildings? Uh, oh, you're probably right. Mm. Yeah, because that would clearly destabilize a society if you could just, you know, level a city with uh, with a missile or something. Yeah. So they're trying to keep it to like, you know, small handheld weapons. Okay, that makes sense. I just I just heard that I'm like, what's left? Like what I mean, yeah. I'm not a huge weapons guy, so like I don't know what the fucking weapons, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, geez, they they're had, not they gonna roll all. up with like a seventeen hundreds like cannon oh. into someone's driveway. <laughs> I that that's, actually would have been sweet, weeks. actually. That would have been actually cool. I would have liked that part of the movie. <laughs> it's like colonial and everything. Yeah. You know? oh <laughs> it's like the Purge Williamsburg. And that'd be pretty cool. I like that, you know? Uh, yeah, so let's let's just start with like the opening setup vibe of this movie, kind of like stabbage, kind of what Laura said. You have a little bit of a crawl in the beginning of this movie with like a statement of, of kind of the, the unemployment rate and the date, which is kind of creepy to be like, oh, my God, it's only next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was with my wife and I honestly don't know if I'm going to cut this or not. But uh, I feel like if, if a certain president would have got a, another four terms, we might have been in this situation for real. Like this is actually kind of creepy. You know, I this is why I didn't want to watch this movie. For exactly that reason. Especially the last four years. Like, yeah, you know, I was like, this is happening. We're get, we're going to get headed towards this. <laughs> it's good until we waited until after January, I guess. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what do you guys think of like the opening set of the vibe in this movie? Uh, what, do you, what do you think, uh, Laura Brooks, when you guys want to go first? Yeah, I feel like um, it was creepy because, you know, you learn pretty quick that as Ethan Hawke's character, you know, like the dad of the family is driving up in his nice car, his nice suit talking about how he had a great day at work and, you know, the purge, you could tell it just like, it means nothing to him and his family. They're like, Oh, we're good. They have this thing where if you support the purge, you put blue flowers out on your lawn and he was driving up with his blue flowers. And that, that definitely freaked me out because I feel like that's similar to these days. You know, you put a flag out in your front yard. Well, we don't, most most people we know don't do this, but you know, some people put a flag out on their lawn, a red lantern. You know, <laughs> yeah, or a red lantern, whatever, what have you. Um, just showing your support, which you know does feel very cultish or like even like uh dystopian, you know, it's just like it's it's weird. By the way, does that mean if you didn't put blue flowers out in the front of your house, you would be a target of the purge? I, I think I so. Think so. I think yeah. you're more likely to be a target, uh, yes. I think That's so. So creepy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it seems like kind of like overall, like they they really just like attack people on the streets. Like if you're out, you're fair yeah. game. But yeah, if you don't have the flowers, then you're probably higher percentage that somebody might try to come into your house. Right. You know, um, which is crazy. I was I was gonna ask before we go to Greg about the open. I just want to ask Laura and Brooke something real fast. Like, uh, we 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 have our you know Discord thread where we chat, and and I asked Laura of like, oh, is Brooks taking notes? And she was like, I don't think so. Um, but then I asked her, like, have you guys talked about the movie yet? You guys watched it together. Like, 
I wanted to ask you guys, did you talk about this movie at all after watching it? Or you guys just kind of were like, oh, save it for the pod, save it for the pod. Mm. I think it was a little bit of both. It was both. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of both. I think there was a initial thoughts where we both were like yelling things during the movie. So it's like, okay, that's <laughs> obvious. But then, but then after well, I kind of wanted to talk about it more and Brooks was the one who was like, save it for the pod, save it for the pod. I was like, save okay. The pod. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I feel like, yeah, me and when me and uh, Nick watched uh, coherence, like we literally watched it like three times together and paused it and discussed it and, and everything. So I was wondering how you guys did it. If you guys were just like, shut up, I'm not talking to you until tomorrow, you know, whatever, you know, uh, but that's interesting. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. I'm glad we're getting fresh content then right now. Yeah. I like it, you know? Uh, okay. So Greg, what do you think about the opening setup vibe of this movie? Uh, you know what I liked was were the news stories. And they did it at the end too, the ending credits. Uh, you know, when you hear people being interviewed, talking about poor people can't pay for security against the purge. And this is something that we saw in La Llorona. We saw it in Brightburn and a couple of other movies where they use the media to explain the rules mm. of the world. You know, how everything fits together, what people are thinking to kind of like set the context, more or less give you a sense of what to expect as you move forward through the movie. Uh, in this one, they use a little bit of radio, you know, when he was in the car, as Laura mentioned, or when Cersei was cooking, she had the TV going on in the background. Um, I mean, I just I like that because it was a good way to set up the premise of the movie and at the same time, letting the scenes play out uh, in themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I, I really dug the opening of this movie. I, I love the the crawl with the words. I thought it was really crazy to think like they literally just put five sentences on a screen and like you know what's how you like you know the background already, you know, yeah. and it puts you on edge of everything they say. I thought that was really cool. Um, then you, of course, you have the opening with the wife and, and Ethan Hawke and everything, and it's just like you said, Laura. It just shows that they're kind of upper class, and he's trying to like look at buying a yacht and stuff like that. So it's just mm -hmm. like it already. It's it's weird because this movie the way it works is like i don't really like them to begin with from the beginning like they don't they're not likable characters the way they're portrayed and so like to me going through this movie it was kind of battle of like do i even care if they get killed which i think is kind of weird did you guys feel that from the very beginning of this movie kind of not liking them well him like you don't like him specifically from the beginning i feel like like you can tell he's just a salesman you know like yeah. he will do whatever it takes to put himself and his family on top. Yeah. And, you know, I think throughout the movie, I struggled with the wife, like, well, is she like that or is she not? And we do find out how she really is by the end. But, um, and then, you know, I think both kids also have a different story, but for, for me, it was just like, I didn't like him from the beginning. Yeah. I was like, man, I would watch sinister all over again. Like, yeah. I like your character way more in that movie. I, lit I literally put in my notes. I, I when uh, I wrote in the beginning, I put I I think I secretly love Ethan Hawke. Like I, he's a guy like that. I don't really ever think about as like a great actor. If somebody asked me who's like a great actor you love, I'd be like DiCaprio or somebody like that. Ethan Hawke would never be my first thought. But every time I see him in something, I'm like, I know I'm going to get like a good movie. I'm going to get a good acting experience. But this movie might be a different take though. But, uh, I just wanted to ask you guys real quickly too, like if you were in this situation, if you were in the purge, not like our horrorist question, you don't get to have Hannibal Lecter or Freddy or Taco Bell. Um, but, uh, you, <laughs> but like, what would, what would your guys purge plans be? Like, would you guys lock down and try to watch a movie? I know that one, 
the neighbor lady, the blonde lady, we'll get into her way later on, but she, she said something weird when they, she was like, are you having your party? She's like, no. She's like, I think we're just going to stay in and watch purge footage or purge movies. She said something yeah. weird. And, yeah. She said something weird. And I'm like, wait, what is that? Uh, I didn't even know what that was. So what would you guys do if you were like in the actual purge? What would your purge plans be? This is what we're doing right here. <laughs> Canada holding up a Canadian we're flag. Canada. You yeah, the country, bro. we're not staying. You're not. You're like, not I'm not doing this. So wow. I feel like no country would accept Americans. I think that's the sensible answer. You just you know it's coming. You know you have the date marked on your calendar. You just flee the country for a bit. Or oh, for, I'm not or fleeing per, or for the day. I'm I'm moving. Oh, yeah. so you're gone. I'm gone. Oh. Yeah, oh, there. I mean, this is actually at the very end, but there's like a split second uh, phone caller, like into a news channel. Yeah. Um, when everyone's talking about how great the purge is, blah blah blah, and then like there's one random caller that's just like, I don't even recognize my country anymore. This is like horrendous, and that that's me. I, I'm out. That's you. I'm gone. Yeah, you're gone. I'm gonna you do guys this. In Canada. Oh, yeah. wow. That's crazy. What about what about you, Greg? Would you stay in the country? What would your purge <laughs> plans be? Are you just watching a bunch of anime movies? What are you doing? <laughs> I I think the idea of of piecing out is is really smart. My only issue with that is I would be, you know, if you're a permanent resident here, you're a citizen and you want to enjoy the benefits of being a citizen here and you live here the remaining 364 days of the year, I would be concerned that when I come back, there wouldn't be anything to come back to. If you're here, you can at least defend your home and property. Yeah, it's dangerous, and there may be a small chance that you might be attacked, but with the right provisions and defense and security system, you can actually say, you know, uh, secure your, your property and your belongings. Where I think if, you know, if uh, looters knew that you were gone for the week, your home is just prime target to be <laughs> taken out. It's gonna steal all your stuff. That's your yeah. So about I'm gonna yeah. I guess that would be my that's my answer. Is I'd stay here, hunker down, and pretty much what you would expect out of the average person in this movie is mm-hmm. get a defense system and try to defend yourself, knowing that this is gonna happen once a year. Laura Shaker. Well, I mean, well, I mean, look at the Sandins, man. They had a state of the line defense. Oh, system. did they? Did they? Yeah. They were also well. one house out of maybe a thousand in that residential neighborhood that were that was targeted. I mean, the re- it, it's definitely a gamble. I mean, just living in this this world in general, I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I definitely would probably I think it's kind of crazy to think of like trying to lock down your whole home, especially when you have a big home. Like there's so many entryways. There's so many things to try to cover. It's like, man, that that's pretty risky. I would almost do like panic room and have like a panic room where you can lock yeah. down a room based in like four corners of solid thick steel where like nobody can get in no matter what they do. I probably would do something like that. And they probably just chill and fucking, I don't know, watch eat some yeah. movies. Or I think something. that almost speaks to the privilege of what they were experiencing because they locked down the house and then they're just like, all right, the daughter's going to her room and the son's going to do his thing. And we're going to, we're going to hang out and watch some TV where it's like, yeah, the most, the most sensible thing you would think would be, yeah, to, to create one room that's impenetrable Mm -hmm. and go to that room. Um, But yeah, it almost speaks to just the privilege of their situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's true my, my my answer is not factoring in like i need a million dollars to make that room I know. you know what i mean like my actual room based on my income would probably be like a cardboard box i'm trying to hide in or something like that you know like and that probably wouldn't work so that's true that's true uh let's get into some characters acting now a little bit more of the characters the you know mm. the brother sister or the neighbors or anything like that does anybody want to jump on some of the characters i know i think laura and greg both have opinions Pretty highly, Laura's kind of licking her chops right now. Uh, <laughs> <Look at him. laughs> 
<laughs> you want to go first, Laura, and talk about some of the characters acting in this movie? I got to fucking talk about the daughter. I am like, <laughs> my anger in this yeah. movie is the daughter. Mm-hmm. I Okay, I'm not even going to talk about the boyfriend stuff. I'll let someone else talk about this. But what I would like to know is why does she keep running off every fucking five seconds? <laughs> know, Literally, like, this is a crazy night. People are being killed. There are intruders in your home. And she's just like, I'm playing hide and seek, haha, and runs off by herself all yeah. night long. It makes no fucking sense. I am irate at this movie because of this chick. I, I agree. It's it's so awkward at times. It's so weird and like doesn't make sense. And you're like, it makes no sense. Trying to think like why? Like, did she have another film to go like shoot for? Is that why she's yeah. only in half this movie? And then like the scenes where she does come back, it feels so odd. Like, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think her character is just horrible in this movie. Yes. What, what do you think, Greg? Oh, are we getting into plot holes? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> if, it, if it's based I, on a I character, just, go for it. <laughs> no, well, okay. Let me just talk. Acting wise, uh, they're fine. Ethan Hawke, mm. Cersei, they're, they're, they're great. Okay. They do the they do their thing. I just want to talk about the issues I have with some of the acting. Some of it is so overly expositional. There's the um, part in the beginning where the neighbor walks up to Cersei as she's in her driveway and she says, Dude, come on, you know your husband inst- installed new security systems in nearly every house in this neighborhood. It's like, who who would who would say that? Of course, she knows that. It just seemed like she was speaking to the audience in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a time where, you know, when they when they roll up on the house, the purgers, and they are yelling at the at the ring camera and, and they're like, Why don't you give us the homeless man? No one will miss him when he's gone. I mean, it's it's so heavy-handed with the dialogue, what they're trying to do. Um, I, I, I just, and then at the end, you know, what was the line? She goes, Oh, you made so much money off of us and stuck it on her faces. You think you're so damn perfect. I'm the, the, the lines. I just, I couldn't take some of the, the over exposition and the dialogue from the, uh, the purgers was just took me out so much. <laughs> Send out he, or that will be the, <laughs> please just let us purge to the loo. Sandins. I mean, all this like <laughs> Shakespeare stuff. So uh-huh. I bid thee farewell, sweet. Say, I don't know what was the point of that. I, it just it took me out of the movie. Um, he was polite, Greg. Duh. Yeah, that's his name, polite perjur. Yeah, you know. It was it was reminiscent of what's that that movie, Funny Games. It I was the Funny was, Games. Yeah, but they definitely didn't do it, they didn't do it as. Don't mm-hmm. you dare compare this movie to Funny Games. It it does have a similarity, but Funny Games is ten times better than this movie. No, 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 no. I will but, die on this hill. No, I'm not talking about like the. I put the same thing in my notes. That guy is the Funny Games guy. Oh, like shit. his exact really demeanor, yeah. the yeah. way he kind of talks, the way he carries himself is exactly yeah. whatever that guy's name in fucking Funny Games. You know. Uh, but I put that in my notes too. I was like, "Oh shit, that is that guy." You know. What about you, Brooks? Do you want to spot out any characters acting? Anything? No, I mean, I don't really have anything to say about a specific character. I think just every echoing everything you guys are saying, it speaks more to the writing as a whole, not the. So I'm not. I'm not really putting the blame on the specific character. I just think mm-hmm. the writing was subpar in that it kind of shows itself in the actions of the character. Yeah, yeah. And I, I agree, I agree. I, I mean, in defense of the polite perjure guy, I actually thought he 
was one of the best acted people in this movie to me. Oh yeah. I, I enjoyed yeah. all the stuff Greg you didn't like with like the the Shakespearean talk and this and that. Uh, to me I was like, "Oh wow, I found it interesting." Like he's chewing Atrocious. up the, he's chewing up the scenery, but I'm like, "Oh wow, I actually enjoyed it." I kept thinking of him as like, "Oh wow, this guy would be a really good Joker in like a Batman movie." Like the way his face looked when he smiled and shit, and I was like, "Oh wow, this guy would be pretty cool." But uh You know what though? But I have to disagree because if he were in any other movie as just a random psycho killer, he, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He nails it. He's creepy. But we're supposed to believe that people will wait for one day a year to murder when, I mean, so many murders that happen today are people that have mental health issues. You think that they're, they'd be okay to wait to one day a year? Like, he's so clearly we're back crazy. To the plot holes. We're back to the plot holes. <laughs> yeah, we're back to the plot I, I'm sorry. Like, it just, it doesn't... <laughs> it, I don't buy it. It doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense. Yeah, don't 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 start shooting up plot holes in this movie. Come on, Laura. Come on. We, there's not enough bullets. Uh, uh, but but one th- yeah. one thing as far as acting goes for right, me, and this though. is one thing I actually didn't like talking about Ethan Hawke. I feel like so many people in this movie they're not casted to the character I think they should be. Like Ethan mm. Hawke, like you know, I always I I like him in most movies. I think he's usually a likable character. In this movie, I think it's against the grain to make him kind of a you know, rich guy that's kind of like an asshole, you know, that just cares about himself and this and that. And then you have Cersei, somebody I only know is from Game of Thrones, like a strong female character. And this movie, I thought she came off super weak. And so like, I thought it was the opposite of what I know them from. And it threw me off through most of this movie. I mean, I put in my notes at one point, I thought the mom was like Wendy from The Shining, just like running around flailing her arms. (laughs) Like I didn't... I, I just didn't like those two castings. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. That that was just me for those two characters right away. Hmm. Let's uh, let's get into the kids. I mean, Laura, you already talked about the daughter. <laughs> you don't like her. I agree. I mean, every scene with her is pretty damn horrible. You know, the stuff with the boyfriend at the beginning is a horrible setup. I kept waiting for things to get paid off. Cause that's one thing like as when you write movies, when you like have a film, usually set up things in the first 10 minutes that pay off in the last 10 minutes. And the whole thing with them wanting to growl at each other, I thought was going to come back and be a plot point never did. So to me, because it didn't, it was just dumb, you know? And then you have, uh, you know, the whole thing with the son, uh, I mean, being the creeper more or less, you know, um, he has the whole thing with like a watch he wears and he tests his heart rate. And then like, they don't, it never gets paid off. Like at the end, he put point. What at the, the, at the, the end, he puts it on his dad, oh, but right. then like, that's it. They don't do anything more with it. I thought like they were going to at least use it at the end to like count down as hard as he passed away or something. But so like, there's a lot of things they set up in the beginning. I thought for a reason that they just dis- disappear through the movie. And that goes back to like Brooks is talking about of just like poor writing through a lot of this movie. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, with the boyfriend, that's I was expecting after after he dies to be there, there there to be some follow up after that later in the movie. But it's like I came to the conclusion at the end of the movie, it's like everybody knows the way to your perspective uh, girlfriend's heart is to murder her father in cold blood. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, was that was that the yeah. moral of that story? Yeah. <laughs> 
that's how he was gonna get her yeah yeah oh that's hilarious it's, yeah that's it's true. such an it's such an odd <laughs> plot point other than like the the twist reveal of like oh shit he's gonna try to kill the dad like that's a pretty cool like twist but the same as you brooks when he's dying on the floor and they come and check his heart and whatever ethan hawk is like he's dead i put in my notes like oh shit is this gonna be like a scream twist when he comes back later on like billy you know what i mean mm-hmm. but yeah. again another thing that i think is setting something up that i think it might be cool but then he's he's really dead. So I'm like, what is the whole point of that then? There's no, it didn't add anything to this movie other than for like a five second like twist of like, oh, he's trying to kill the dad. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? Right. It was so bad. And then the daughter's just like, oh, mom, I didn't know he was going to do that. I'm going to go run away now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Like, fuck. Yeah. God, it, she it, bothered me so much. I... Then when I the wish boyfriend she did something sh- weird and visual so I could put it in my grinding gears, you know. <laughs> when, when he shot at her dad, and then uh, Ethan Hawke shot back. I think he he uh, he winged him, and he was kind of stuck on the stairs. Then the the daughter goes to help the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than think, oh my god, my boyfriend just shot at my family. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Ugh. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a, it's a really bad just part of the movie that just like I said, it doesn't even need to be there. It doesn't fucking no. matter to the story at all. You know, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about the son then a little bit. Let's talk about him because he's he's a whole nother weird character to me. Like I said, I put in my notes. He was Jack White from the White Stripes. Um, I also put he had very like Sid from Toy Story vibes with his uh, little robotic <laughs> burnt doll he was driving around, which is. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's just there's there's things in this movie that are just so obvious of like you couldn't try a little harder to just just give me a flushed out character. You have to show me this image of like a baby on a tank to be like this kid is weird and creepy. You know what I mean? Like, totally. it's just so yeah. dumb. And it yeah. was it, it's just it's trying to show us that this kid has spent. We don't I don't think they said how long this has been happening for. Yeah, they didn't. Mm-mm. So you know, you're kind of like led to believe like he goes to school, middle school, elementary, I don't know, and like learns about the history of this day every year. And so he's probably grown up with most of his years that he remembers having to deal with this. Like, Mm -hmm. but this kind of speaks to something Greg talks about a lot. We're not fucking stupid. You don't have to do this to show us that this kid has like more or less grown up during the years of the purge and these new quote unquote founding fathers, you know? Yeah. Come on yeah yeah it's just it's just crazy to think like everything in this movie is like almost like not needed like you know what i mean like the characters are like poorly written you know i wouldn't say all of them are poorly acted but like like brooks said if you're if you're the lines they're giving you are garbage then it's gonna be garbage no matter what happens no matter you know what i mean you can't even if you gave those lines to morgan freeman greg's extra of the week you know he it would still be like a poorly written scene you know what i mean Rob, by the way, I, I feel like that should be something no one ever says about your movie, what you just said. There are so many parts. Most of the things in this movie are not needed. Yeah. That's yeah. bad. I mean, I, I think with, with that kid, again, it's there's more. It's endemic of the of the writing problem in this movie. I think he's closely tied to the homeless man, in, in, you know, with regard to the story. And the fact that, you know, he opened the door for the guy because the guy needed help. He was being chased by the group. It felt to me, it felt a little cheap. I mean, obviously, it would have been explained to the kid in absolute detail. Under no circumstances do you let anybody into the house. And if this rule is not clear, then you don't give the kid the disarm code to open up your house to the people <laughs> oh, yeah. to kill you. 
I mean, why does he have that code if it's not why clear? Why does he have the code? Yeah. You know, it's just a, a lot of writing issues with the characters. And I don't think it's any, like Brooke said, it's not a, it's not a, you're pointing the finger at the characters. They're just given an assignment to deliver what they have to do. But in terms of writing and the backstory, it's definitely the type of movie where, you know, you have to balance out. I want to see more, you know, show me, don't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I wasn't sure either, like where this kid stood on the purge. Cause it seems like at certain parts, like when he's asking, you know, his mom and dad, like, why don't you guys do it? Why don't you guys go out and kill? I thought he was being like, why don't you guys like, like he has the inclination of like, I would kill. Like, why don't you do it? But then he's the one saving somebody. So I'm like, wait, what side are you on here? And then you also have his little, his little hiding spot, which they don't show enough. But on the walls, I swear I saw stuff saying like, I love the purge and there was hearts and blood. And so I was confused where he stood on this purge. Maybe he was just confused. No, actually, I think that's a good point because this, I think when you're given a, a doctrine of belief that maybe you don't have control over and you don't agree with all of the various aspects, it kind of reminds me of just our, of our government. Sometimes you see a lot of atrocities happening with war across, you know, overseas, but as an average American, you sit there and go, well, what the hell am I supposed to, what, what can I do? Start a movement to speak out against it. You know, I, I think, so you're giving conflicting messages. Maybe as a kid, he's just confused. He's being told like everybody else, like his parents, you're supposed to love the purge. And they give him those empty lines all throughout the movie. They're like, do you remember what it did for our country? We love it. We support it. But then, you know, deep down, there are aspects that you disagree with. And he's conflicted. I Maybe that's a kind of a good writing uh, component of this character. It's like, he's confused. He's writing, I love the purge because that's what he's told to do. But then he questions his parents because, you know, as a kid, you take your cues from what your parents do. So he's trying to get, understand, well, what do you guys truly feel about this? It's interesting. It's just like really the whole thing with this movie. Fucking great premise. Execution is super poor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like you're talking about, Greg, just like I want more of like what they're thinking, their theology, how they believe this and more of like how things work. And I don't give a shit about the daughter and her dumb boyfriend growling at each other. It's just fucking <laughs> stupid, you know? Um, <laughs> but uh, what did you guys actually think of like the purgers? You know, we already talked about the main purger guy, you know, then you have some of the other people with masks. What do you think of like them, the scenes where they're like, seem to always be staring at the camera at the perfect times with guns. What do you think about was any of that stuff creepy to you, Laura? Because I know you don't really like this stuff. I think that it was really creepy. Unfortunately, by the time they come, I realized what this movie was going to be. And so mm. I was just like, oh, OK, mm. you know, but I do think they're creepy. And and it kind of goes back to me just saying, like, people like this aren't waiting one day a year to do something like this. Like they are cuckoo. They're wackadoos, right? <laughs> And uh, I, I don't know. So, yeah, I thought they were for sure creepy. I thought the mask was creepy. And even like little things that they do, like the one chick who ties down Cersei and tickles her. She's yeah. like, oh, Gucci, Gucci, Goo. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck that shit. I am not into that. Nope. You don't want somebody breaking your house and tickling you. That's like the worst thing that can happen. That, that is like that's like worse than funny games. Like they didn't even tickle anybody, you know, that, that is like such a mind fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Brooks, you, don't, yeah. you don't ever tickle Laura when you really want to get back at her or anything like that. Well, I'm, I'm more ticklish than Laura. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so that ticklish, I don't know if that's actually, the right, so. right route for me. Can, can one of you guys put a, the mask on right now and just tickle each other on mic? That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> is that how you get off dude? Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll save that clip for later. Yeah. 
be for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, definitely Patreon content. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Some of the scenes, like you said, some of the scenes are creepy. Yeah. You know, when there's like they're swinging on a swing set and stuff like yeah. that, or you know. But it's just, I just felt like you said, Laura. By that point in the movie, you already know you're kind of in for a shit show, and so like it kind of loses all credibility to me. Um, but what what do you think, Greg, about like the creepers in this movie and how they act? I there's there's positive and negatives to me. I think positive, yeah, they're creepy. Those smooth smiley masks, the ones that we're wearing tonight, are are you know what it reminded me of was those um the Duracell battery family. Do you guys remember those commercials with the bunny? No, gosh, you don't remember. This is like back <laughs> in the eighties where, well, we could talk about it. there was like a family that they had like uh, Duracell batteries on their back and their faces look oh, really plastered. You can Google it later. It's really creepy, hmm. but it was pretty good. I. You know, when they were knocking on the door, asking for them to release the the homeless car, to me, it felt a little bit of like those Holocaust movies where the German soldiers would go knocking on doors oh, and shit. seeing if people were harboring, um, you know, Jews and Damn. asking them to release. And I thought that was pretty creepy because it was like, well, if you don't come in, I'm going to be like the big bad wolf and come in and, and kill you for for not complying. So um, it was it was kind of creepy, like and I thought that was effective for me. But um, like in terms of like the negative stuff, I just I didn't think, again, going to plot holes, we're expected to believe that this giant organized group is going to spend their precious 12 hours. You look at 12 hours, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. to purge. Right. Doing unexpectedly. They didn't they didn't plan for this to happen. Wait in front of some random person's house. I mean, what if they weren't able to get in? You wasted your whole purge night doing this random thing i mean instead of moving on to go and do other purgy things they're just going to walk yeah. down the street chasing one dude and make a big night of it that it, it was not believable to me yeah i mean if you're going to kill somebody you got to have better time management i agree yeah no that's true that's true come on that's you a know? good point yeah. yeah yeah i mean i thought it was just more like i think the guy said that that the the uh, the homeless guy like killed some of their crew so they really wanted to get him back or something okay. like that I mean, let's let's talk a little bit about like the homeless character in this movie because he's the only other character in this movie. He's he doesn't really say a whole lot. He's kind of just here and there. Um, I thought he was really good. I mean, he, like I said, he doesn't say a whole lot, do a lot. He's more just with his facial expressions and in his vibe and persona and this and that. Um, I I I thought he was a good actor in this movie for what they're giving him. You know, he kind of comes off as like a badass at points. What do you guys think of like the character? I mean, I I was impressed that he was able to break out of duct tape. By himself. <laughs> Can we talk about the fact that the family at that point had decided that they were going to take on the intruders, but <laughs> neglected to actually free yeah. him from his duct tape <laughs> so he could assist? Yeah. Right. You need all the help you can get at that point, right? They just... <laughs> well, also, they made a conscious decision. It's either give him up knowing we're going to kill him to right. save ourselves, but then they made a decision we're going to fight. Well, if you're, if you're saving him, then... Well, then fucking undo his duct tape. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's just there, duct taped, he's gonna die. That's true. Yeah. That's true. What that about you, weird. Greg? What about you, Greg? What do you think of that character? I didn't. Th he's running down the street in the beginning of the movie. Everyone's on lockdown. I don't understand why he even expected to get let in. Yeah, he did. But you're bargaining on the chance that some random family's kid is gonna let you in on purge night in this upper class neighborhood, and you're, I guess, you're a homeless guy. I didn't believe. I just figured if you're if you're that guy, you're just gonna keep running down the street and look for a hiding spot. Why would you think that you're gonna get gate entry to someone's house? Mm -hmm. Just seemed like it didn't make sense to me. But as far as acting wise, yeah, good. You know, running around the house, um, uh, a place that you're unfamiliar with, and 
you know, the way he kind of, I, I liked to some degree how they turned him into a sort of a hero toward mm-hmm. the end of the movie. Uh, he had all the chances to turn on the family that were, was about to give him up and he decided to basically save them. So that was, that was cool. And, and I think that was, they used him as a tool to, or a device to talk about like the social commentary of the movie. So that was cool. I, and I think he, he was effective in the way he delivered that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't think he was a homeless man either. Like he, I don't know, he why am I saying that? Well, is that's what, that's they kind kept of what they saying that. Yeah. That's kind of like the way that they, they whatever, you know, talk about this movie is like, if you don't part, if you're not participating in the purge, as far as going out and killing people, then you're either like Brooks said, you're not financially stable enough to protect yourself. So mm. you're going to get, you're going to get killed. So it's not, you know, more homeless it's more lower class. Um, but but I thought it was interesting. Something I just I wanted more of this. But did you guys notice he was wearing like military dog tags? Yeah. So he's clearly like a military vet. Right? He had some type of, and I just I wanted more. I wanted the scene where him and Ethan Hawke had a conversation about why he's out here. Why was he out in the purge? Did he get locked out? And his background a bit because to me he was the most interesting character. This guy coming into this household, you know, I kind of know what I'm expecting from this household of like these upper class people. I know what I'm expecting from the purge psychos. He's the wild card. He's the one I actually wanted to know more about and root for and care for in this movie. But sadly, you don't get anything in it. But maybe that's on brand with Ethan Hawke and his his family in general. You know, they're just living in their bubble. They don't necessarily, you know, identify with him. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, or his I mean, plight. Yeah, so. I mean, for, for me, it just goes back to writing. Like, they should have written right. more for the character. Yeah. You know, same thing through most of this movie. I just feel like it should have been more w- well-written, better. Give me more, you know, content into this and cut out four scenes of the girl skipping through the hallways or something like that. Oh or just, my God. just just cut out the daughter altogether. She doesn't need to be in this fucking movie. It's dumb, you know? When I, when I saw the dog text, I didn't think that I, I was not expecting a story of his military background. I just thought when, you know, it was very obvious when he bent down and they kind of hung down that it it was to me it was symbolic they're basically telling you that he's that he has some type of veteran status and you know maybe this movie is partly about race and class but it's also about like mm-hmm. just people who are marginalized in society yeah. which includes yep. veterans mm-hmm. um so i don't think that they were really going to get into his his background but you know in terms of like how the country and the government at large uses people uh you know, to their to the to their gain and to their benefit. I think they're basically like dumping veterans into that bucket too. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about like the purge eventness a bit. We we touched upon it a little bit of like what it means. And I don't even know if when this came out, if you even knew about it, because really get, you get into deeper of this in the sequels of this movie, I believe. Um, but also like the stuff they talk about, it's just it's so subtle of like the social psychology in this movie of like what the perch does and what it means. And like you talked about letting people kill one day a year so they don't do it all the other time. It's kind of crazy. It's super fascinating. And like, that's what I want more of this movie to be. And not like these fucking dumb shits I'm watching through this movie, you know, but do you guys have any commentary on like the purge stuff or the psychology or anything that you want to spot out? I mean, it, it just seems like to me, it just, it just seems like government sanctioned population control essentially because, because we're talking about lower income um, you know, in certain demographics that that can't properly protect themselves, and we're only getting the view of these like privileged, uh, you know, upper class 
white, this upper class white family. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the message is that like, I don't know, to me, the message was, it was government sanctioned population control, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's a little bit you get when you hear the beginning of like the radio talk or the TV they're watching or the end with people calling it a radio show, which is crazy. Cause like (laughs) the, the stuff that has nothing to do with the movie I'm more fascinated in that than I am yeah. the hour and 38 minutes of the movie, which is, is, it's a negative. It's a huge negative to me. Uh, what do you think, Gregory? Do you have any points you want to talk about with that? Yeah, it's, it's basically, I think Brooks basically just nailed it. I mean, so purge, right. Just means to get rid of something that's undesirable or to cleanse yourself of something that you don't like in your body. They try when I say they like the government or this new founding father's moon that's taken over a u.s government in this movie they're trying to sell that the, the idea that they're trying to market is that okay well this has to do with having a lawful outlet for all the pent-up rage and anger that you have which i think everybody can kind of relate to you know I, you know one, one thing i've always wanted to go to is there's these warehouses out there where they have these rooms set up with a bunch of junk like old tvs and dressers and mirrors that don't work and they just give you like a some type of object to go in and just break stuff, mm, you yeah. know, and that's, you know, you pay like 20 bucks or something and you go and just break stuff and that's it. And I think people like the idea of, you know, we're, especially in our society, we do have like pent up anger and rage. It's tough to live in like a capitalist society, so much competition trying to survive. So it's like, we have that. I think people can relate to like the release aspect, but that's just like a big disguise for what Brooks was just talking about. You know, like if you think about the name purge, I think what they try to allude to in the movie is that people of like an upper class or, you know, uh, people who have the power, the haves, versus the have-nots, are trying to purge our society of these marginalized people. So, like, I just think it's, it's th- I think it's very smart to have, like, that that dual meaning of the word purge. And, you know, having, like, these de- these detractors, you know, the, uh, the people who are supporting the purge, basically using it to say one thing, but in re- reality, it's, it's to do another thing. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, getting back to the movie a bit here, do you guys want to shout out any more plot holes or do you want to shout out any more middle of the movie scenes? Um, I mean, I know it might be endless, but, uh, you know, <laughs> do you have anything else you want to talk about, Greg, as far as that goes? I, I really want to just and, and please, like, I, I think we can cut some of this, but I, I do want to just post some things to you guys to ask you, like, about plot holes that I that I kind of saw in the movie. Um I mean, well, the first thing is obviously like in the beginning of the movie, maybe this has to do with what Brooks was saying, like this goes to the privilege of everybody. Why nobody was taking the purge seriously. I mean, everyone was waiting to the last minute to like hunker down. They're making dinner, walking dogs, you know, cutting their grass or whatever they're doing. It was like I, it made me think of, you know, when we have daylight savings time, which happens twice a year, right? With the change of clocks back, we, we freak out. We have we make a big deal about it. But like, why was everyone acting way too casual about the purge you know oh someone's getting ready for tonight it's like yeah i didn't i didn't you know and they're sitting at the dinner table and and ethan hawk and and cersei they're trying to enjoy their meal and the kids make a joke about a penis or something and they're like oh don't say that don't say that i mean (laughs) you're about to live through a 12-hour period where nationwide murder is sanctioned i mean (laughs) like i don't i don't understand that well well, and the whole the whole purge part party that the neighbors are having speaks to that too right right yeah i mean what they don't even talk about what that pretty what the party was i feel like it's like eyes wide shut they're just like banging each other with guns or something like that you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know wow. i don't know what's happening over there. 
<laughs> a little too far, Laura. <laughs> yeah. Not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, okay. Well, you're not invited. Okay. <laughs> what? That's fine with me. Okay. I don't want to be invited. <laughs> Brooks, Brooks, bring your mask. You're good. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, that's funny. But I was talking about what you're talking about, Greg. It's like, I think they're so desensitized by now. I think, like they said, the the kid in this movie is at least, what do you think, 10, 12, something like that? I don't don't know. But they say, like, you don't, they were telling him, you don't remember what it was like. So clearly, it was before he was born, if not very early in his, you know, life. Because you're talking about, it's probably been over a decade at least. So you're talking over a decade, people are desensitized by what this has become. So you would be out just mowing your grass like, oh, here comes another purge. Especially when you're that rich in this neighborhood and you have a gate and security systems. Yeah. I mean, they didn't show what was going on, like, in the downtown area. People probably yeah. were freaking the shit out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, something that you mentioned, Rob, was like, you want to see more in this movie. And I definitely, I think this movie could have used more understanding on on how the how the purge works or just proof that it works. I mean, I think the film doesn't explain that, oh, yeah, unemployment and crime is at an all-time low as a direct result of the purge. How? It, they don't make that connection. They don't explain how. So you don't really buy into the concept, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and it's like, are we assuming that unemployment and crime are also just the only indicators of a healthy society? It's like, Laura, you're just going to move to Canada. Well, Canada, yeah, is one of perennially the, one of the happiest countries in the world, uh, in addition to like the Scandinavian countries. So mm-hmm. and, you know, they don't necessarily have like the best, uh, you know, uh, unemployment and crime rates either. In some cases yeah. they do. But so it's like I, I wanted to hear more on that, like because I don't know about you guys, whenever I, I heard that statistic in the movie, I thought, well, what is the connection? How? How is it that we suddenly don't have, you know, uh, high employment rates because we can kill everybody once a year? And it's just, I didn't I didn't really understand that. And also they focus on violence, I think, way too much in this movie. The one thing that they don't talk about, which <laughs> Greg, will, the movie is called The Purge. Like, how can you not be have enough violence? Well, no, this is this is what I'm saying is like they don't talk about white collar crime at all. I mean, in some cases, that would be a more destabilizing thing to our economy than just going out and breaking into a liquor store, right? You know, if someone embezzles a corporation or steals, we're talking about Amazon's one of our sponsors now. You know, if you stole, you know, eighty million billion dollars from Amazon, you don't. So you think our unemployment rate and crime is going to stay as it is? It's like, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? It's like. I don't know. They they didn't they didn't that seems more important to me than um just small <laughs> violent hand-to-hand murders. Right. I mean you you would think that most people in a capitalistic society would be using this opportunity one day a year to to increase their increase their wealth in some yeah. way, right? Not yeah. just like murdering people for yeah that's true they don't really talk about that like hackers or yeah that's evaders or anything yeah all they really talk about and they focus on like you're saying greg is like you know the purge is about to start like you're gonna kill whoever you want they don't really talk about like yeah are you allowed to like just go into a bank and steal a bunch of money if you want to yeah it says all crime all crime because yeah i feel like yeah we didn't get that part of it i know greg's breaking in taco bell making chalupas or whatever he's doing over there (laughs) they 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 do make everybody seem like they're a closet murderer in 2022 which i think is unrealistic i i think it would have been funny to see like lesser crimes like you know maybe making like a key and peel skit you know i'm just gonna go out there and uh you know park in the red zone or or you know (laughs) throw some trash out the window or something be like, Oh, I just purged or, you know, something that's like minorly Uh, illegal. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of stuff that, that didn't really add up to me because I'm just the type of person you guys know this. I'm constantly 
asking myself questions. And when those we have, have watched movies where those questions get answered for me implicitly and I don't have to do any of that lifting and it, I feel so involved in the process and I feel like yeah. I'm just floating along in the movie. When you have to keep questioning these things um, over and over again, it just, it doesn't make sense. Like another one is if the police are gone, right? So there, one of the rules is no police, no emergency services. Well, mm-hmm. if they're gone, who's going to show up to verify if one of the purge laws is being violated? Say I, 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 I use a cannon. Okay. Well, <laughs> who's going to, who's going to prove that I did it. There's no police. Yeah. And then what about if I just I, I need a police officer or I need an EMT for something that has nothing to do? What if I just have a heart attack? You're screwed. You know, you're Sorry, screwed. Man. Sorry, man. I just they didn't address yeah. that. I mean, there, there's so many things that I just that didn't make sense. Well, and more more than the purge itself, I'm more interested in the reintegration back into normal life post purge like the I, I would I mean, granted, I haven't seen any of the other purge movies, but I would love to see the day after the purge and oh, the neighbor, yeah. the neighbor's interaction with the Sandins post purge, yeah. the ones that tried to kill them. Like what, what was that interaction? Like, you know, when they're walking their dog, yeah. <laughs> their they're like, Hey, fuck you. But I guess I'll see you next yeah, year. Your nose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking weird. That was my thought too. When you get to the end of this movie, we'll, we'll get into it in a bit here, but uh, like, yeah, aren't they just going to come kill you next year? Like to me, it's like so weird, you know, and, and talking about like the aftermath and, and talking about like Greg was talking, uh, saying about the, the unemployment rate and why is it so low? Maybe that's a thing. Maybe after the purge, they give everybody a thousand dollars to help clean up. Cause this is going to be fucking messy as hell everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they need cleanup crews, you know, maybe that's part of what they give people to work. I don't know. Shit. Yeah. They just didn't explain that. You know, you, you kept saying Laura like three times on this pod already, which I totally agree with. You think that this is all going to be confined to once. Like, yeah, let me give you a so. scenario. You're, you know, uh, say they didn't kill the, the polite purger and they were chasing him. Mm-hmm. All right. And you've got him, you're on his back. Uh Oh, it's six fifty nine AM. <laughs> you're about to kill him. Cause he just killed your husband. Oh, seven o'clock turned. Okay, sorry. You can go. See you next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it work like that? I think I think it I think it does work like that. Like I think if you do kill him and it's like seven oh one, then you you could you're gonna get, you know, you, you committed a murder. But yeah. no one's there to prove it. You need a witness to prove it was seven oh one. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. That's actually one of the things about this movie. I mean, I obviously agree with everything all three of you were saying. It 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 made me feel like there are there's definitely layers to this movie. And again, it's things that I wish were maybe better described. And maybe one of the 5,000 sequels does that. And one of us should watch it to find out. Mm-hmm. But I also felt like this also turned into like an, a, a religious event. They started mm-hmm. talking about the purge mm-hmm. like it was a religious event. Like, I need to purge and cleanse my sins and my soul. So like then I'm like, oh, shit, I get it. If it turns into one of these crazy things or like you're waiting to one day a year and because it's like God and the government says it's okay to kill and I'm going to like cleanse my soul of my sin. That also really freaked me out was thinking about it that way, you know? And and I'm like, all right, those people probably would wait one day a year, Yeah, you know, but it just that, yeah, the whole idea of this movie freaked me out until I watched it, which is such a shame because the idea had me so scared. Yeah, I, I wish we would have like reviewed Rotten Tomatoes and picked the best Purge movie to watch, maybe. But uh, we usually start with the first of any yeah. franchise and kind of go from there. But uh, 
I mean, and one thing like about the, you know, not about this movie, but like it does make me want to watch more. I want to watch the other ones because I just want more. I do. I'm very you curious. Know? I want to, I want my questions answered. For yeah. as much, yes, yeah, for as much as like this movie is not great, I don't even know if it's good. Like it does make you be like, oh, I want more though, which is kind of crazy to think about. Most movies that aren't good, you don't want more of that. But right. you know what I mean? It's it's interesting. Uh, Greg, yeah, did you have a point you want to talk about? Well, I was just interested in what Laura, you said about it being like a religious thing. I think maybe from what you're saying, I, I could be sold on the idea that people would wait a full year to like do a serious crime like murder. But at the same time, I what I'm not sold on is like, I'm pretty sure the remaining 364 days of the year would be all about prepping for the next purge and then yeah. dealing with the disaster from the previous one. It's not just confined to one single day. Like every day of your life that was outside of the actual purge would be a stressful, anxious, you know, depressing preparation for your family to get killed and oh, all yeah. of your possession to get stolen. I, I just, I think they should have done a better job of explaining to me. To me. And, you know, maybe this is like a, a little unfair. You've got like an hour and a half. How could you explain such a deep world? Um, maybe this is where we watch the other movies but yeah it's interesting like i love what brooks was saying like well what do you do the very next day like that's, that's so awkward you know well yeah. and the fact that we know there's this insane cleanup there's bodies everywhere i mean it's crazy and yet then they play the news segments again and it literally is people saying this was our best purge yet we had so <laughs> many people participating it's like well, that also means like more massacres more bodies yeah like, yeah the news segment said oh we had yeah it was like this was the most successful we had the most murders yeah, <laughs> I was yeah like, what, what we're viewing is almost the the best case scenario right i mean not not their house specifically but like that neighborhood yeah, yeah. yeah. yes yeah they turned it into like a sporting event where it's yeah. like yeah go purge like we killed all these people like it's it almost sounds like crazy. Hunger Games a little yeah, bit. Hunger right? Games Words. and Funny Games mixed together. Oh, Purge yeah. Games. Funny go. Hunger. Yeah. Funny <laughs> Hunger. <laughs> That's Greg at Taco Bell on the Purge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's like, all you motherfuckers are out there murdering. I'm just walking to Taco Bell. Everyone's yeah, living no, yeah. alone. <laughs> he has a samurai sword, a juice box. He's good to go, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's get to the ending here a bit. Let's get to the ending in this movie. And we can get into a little bit of like who you're rooting for at this point at the movie, because I think it's kind of crazy. Uh, Laura, do you want to set up the end here and where we're at at the end? I know there's a couple of twists and you can go over whatever you want. We'll get into it, though. Yeah, the big twist is that so the Sandins think that they're locked up pretty well here in their home. And unfortunately, the son, well, fortunately, unfortunately, however you view it. The son lets in a homeless man that's been running from purgers and they come to the door and they're basically like hand him over in a certain amount of time or else we're coming in and they end up not handing him over and they come in and uh, it's a whole scuffle. Ethan Hawke, the dad dies, um, but it's a twist because there's like seven or eight purgers against this mom and the two children. And so you're like, okay, this is fucked. But then the neighbors come and help. They end up killing off any remaining purgers there. But unfortunately for Brooks and I, we knew from the get-go, I was like, you know, Brooks was like, oh, are they there to help or cause harm? And I'm like, mm. yeah, they're, they're there to fuck with them. So, And sure enough, that was the big twist. The neighbors came, 
killed off the purgers just to be like, now you guys are mine. And, and then the main chick who's like leading the group of neighbors is like, oh, well, you know, the dad's gone now. So I guess the rest of you are mine. You'll have to do it's like, you're right. You were there to kill all four of them anyway. I mean, it was just, it was like the lamest twist because not only was it predictable, but I'm not afraid of this fucking blonde Karen. I'm not afraid of you. Like I was afraid of the crazy chick in the mask that was tickling people, you know? So it, it was a super lame twist. Um, you know, the neighbors tried to prevail, but they didn't uh, because our homeless man, the bloody quote unquote stranger uh, comes to the rescue and uh, Mary Cersei, whatever she basically is like, we are literally not going to have any violence happen until the purge is over. And, mm -hmm. and I want to know how you guys feel about that because I mean, on one hand, I'm like, okay, yes. Like, thank you. I feel like we are just surrounded by violence every day and how I just can't imagine like how strong to be like, no, we're not fucking doing this, even though they tried to kill her. But also in that moment, I feel like most of us will probably be like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, of course. You tried to kill me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You, you, Rob, oh, you, you oh know. You're like, oh, my God. They're all dead they're within dead. seconds. They're dead within seconds. Oh, my, oh God. Yeah, but, my God. But in front of your, your children, yeah. too, I think that's probably. I don't care. I'd probably kill my own daughter if she's that annoying. I don't like her. You know, she sucks. What about your son? What about your son? <laughs> well, my son's yeah, a creeper. Right. His name is Charlie. Uh, you know, I have to worry about him. He have to rebuildize him or something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, oh my God. Uh, the the ending in this movie. I mean, for, like I said, for a movie that's not great, it is a great opening, a great setup. The middle is pretty horrible. I mean, one thing we didn't even talk about is. Ethan Hawke turns into Rambo and starts like killing people out of nowhere. Like he's trained <laughs> like a trained murderer. And I'm just like, wait, you're just like a salesman. Like what, what is happening here? I thought that was really dumb. That fight scene in the game room was pretty dope though. That it's, action was cool. Yeah. It's dope. But like, it's so unrealistic of yeah. like this guy. Yeah. He's just like was, a guy. Was he even a great salesman though? Because what? I mean, there was, Apparently. there was a point where his wife asked him, you know what? Like you sell this stuff. Are they going to be able to get into our house? And he's he's like, yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> not really sure. No, we'll I mean, that, we're going to find out in about five minutes. That that just goes to say, like, he is like the best salesman because he's selling garbage. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's actually a great salesman. He's not a great. He didn't produce the yeah, material, I guess. But salesman wise, he's legit. But that doesn't mean he's fucking trained in combat. So I'm <laughs> like, why is this guy like fucking beating the shit out of people in fight scenes? It just felt so dumb to me, you know. Um, but then when you get to the twist, yeah, I mean. Same thing as you, right? When you see the the neighbors in the beginning of this movie, you already know, like, yeah. okay, they're they gonna be, they're gonna yeah. be this, they're gonna come back at the end, probably. Or why would they even be in this movie? You know, I was really hoping when they had the reveal when they came to the rescue, I was really hoping like that's it, because to me that was a good twist because I was expecting them to be evil. Oh, so then when they yeah. turn evil, I'm just like, all right, well. That's what I thought was going to happen. So to me, it ruined it. Yeah, but they used that twist on the homeless man. They had him come through and you could be, be like you a didn't hero. Know. Yeah. I mean, but you did know you're like, this guy has many opportunities to fight back and doesn't. So like, he's yeah. obviously a good guy. Yeah, it, it just like, it just goes with everything in this movie. Everything is just so predictable. Yeah. And then at the same time, it's so poorly set up at the same time. So it's like, you're getting two really shitty things smashed together. And so like, how are you supposed to enjoy any of it? Even when you get like a quote unquote twist, 
it's something you saw an hour and a half before set up. So you're just like, okay, well, I already yeah, know it was, was going to happen. It was contrived. Like yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't done organically. It was, no. you know, they're shoving it down your throat. It wasn't realistic. No, no. And then the whole ending with like, she's not wanting to kill them to like, whatever, make a stance or being like, you know, we need to be better as society. It's like fucking dumb, just stupid. Just kill them. I like another thing where it's like, I know what, should happen and i want something different like give finally give me something this movie that i wasn't expecting like please you know what i mean finally like her blowing them away in the face would have been fucking cool because that's not what i was expecting see i was expecting that you were expecting that i i thought they would if they could they were gonna fight back her whole character plot of like fighting you know not fighting but arguing with the husband about like we shouldn't do this we shouldn't do it we have to be better and at the end, it, it's the same thing. She is better. But like, give me a twist somewhere that I wasn't expecting. You're giving yeah. me what I already knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I just, I thought it was dumb too. Like I thought that and that's the thing with this whole movie, like nothing I want is given to me and everything I got was what I saw coming. So it's just fucking bad. What do you think, Greg? I, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think I would have shot them. No. You know, if I were her, I don't know. I think, I think in the moment, in like the heat of passion, you probably do in order to save your family because you're thinking at any moment they could come kill us. But in that moment where, you know, you look at the, her neighbors, right? And, um, they're a collection of people from her community. At least, you know, with the exception of, like you said, the, uh, the blonde Karen over there, everybody else seems to be relinquished the idea that, oh, I done fucked up. This got out of hand. Like, you know, so she, I feel like hmm. they're content with realizing this got too far. I'm going to just sit in peace. And she's the only wild one. And I feel like her, if you're in the situation of power, you have the gun and you can kill anybody at, at a moment's notice. And you know, like like Brooke said, you want to set a, a good example for your kids. It, it, what's going to happen if you just murder people, you know, in front of them? Uh, maybe that's something you accept in the purge world. Maybe it's not. I mean, this is really a lot to you see a lot of this in like zombie movies in The Walking yeah. Dead. You know, do you go along with how the world is changing and do and sacrifice your morals in order to survive? Or do you try to cling on to them? in order to get back to maybe what we once had it's kind of like the struggle so i don't know i thought that last that last set of scene sequences was was okay i felt like there was some kind of meaning behind the the community being behind it i'm not really sure what it was maybe it's like you know if you're if you think you're safe amongst your peers and amongst other people on your little island that you have blockaded off you're not because you're just as vulnerable. I don't know. I think it has something to do with that. But uh, yeah, I, I remember when I first saw this movie, that ending, I, I hated it with the fiery passion. Mm. With how that that twist. And I don't know why. I just remember that being a thing. But watching it this time, I was like, eh, it's okay. I don't know. I just wanted them all to die. It was just dumb, you know. <laughs> well, I'm content. I think I'm at Taco it, Bell. If I'm it good. had been a better movie through and yeah. through, mm-hmm. this ending might have been okay. Yeah, honestly. yeah, I know. Yeah. By the by, the you've been watching for an hour and a half of just bullshit. By then, you're yeah. just like, oh my god, just fucking kill them all, so I don't have to look at him anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing oh I didn't god. like was like at the end. So the this homeless guy, I guess we're calling him. I'm calling him homeless guy because that's what they call him. Can we can we just call him military guy? Let's call him military vet. <laughs> yeah, Jeez, right, military let's, vet. Get, let's give him okay. a positive positive name. Jeez. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so Cersei goes. 
as he walks out, she goes, are you going to be okay? And then he like nods and walks away. I'm thinking, of course, he's not going to be okay. I mean, he was being chased. Like, do something for this guy. Get him a glass of water or something. Don't just (laughs) let him walk away. I feel like, yeah, she learned a little bit, but then she didn't fully learn or else she would just bring him in. And I don't know. Well, See, I saw that opposite. I, I saw that like. He is like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, oh, I don't I think he wants to be there, you know? Yeah. And uh, it, I I did read that he is one of the main characters in one of the sequels, like the second or third movie. Oh, really? And oh, I'm like, man, hmm. I don't want to watch any more of these. <laughs> this was so bad. But like, <laughs> I don't know. you guys were talking about getting his backstory or yeah, his story. Right? You know, maybe that's why they did make more like, okay, this made a lot of money, but we have complaints and like, they're going to have to be about this and answer these know. questions. We got, a, so. we got July coming up. Let's do Purge Month, guys. Let's just oh, watch shit. all the movies in the Purge Month. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Brooks right. can come back for all four, you know, uh, that'd be pretty cool. I'm, Brooks is like, I mean, no, I'm good. <laughs> it may, it makes sense that they brought him back <clears throat> because he's, he's basically the only character in the movie that you care for. I mean, maybe outside yeah. of the sun. Yeah depending no. on how you feel about him, but like Rob hates everybody. I, so. hate, I hate him too. <laughs> you hate the sun? What? The sun was good the whole time. Oh, he lit the guy in the house. He's a moron. Yeah. No. <laughs> By the way, if you, if you guys it, were, were that guy, the, the vet, and you had an opportunity to leave the, ho- the house rather than go back and save the family that almost sent you to your doom, would you go back to save them? No. <laughs> you'd be like peace i'm out of here man be, me and brooks are gonna go run and do the purge man we don't care about anybody right? we're just doing our own thing come on me and you brooks we'll go we those two guys in the beginning of the movie they're walking down the street with a semi met awesome automatics that'll be us brooks <laughs> we gotta watch some youtube videos on how to use them yeah okay <laughs> end up shooting each other by accident <laughs> We'd be like, oh my god, these fucking two idiots shot themselves to death in the purge. <laughs> what a bunch of losers. Yeah, that's true. Um, How not to purge. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. I mean, I thought it was interesting. Did you guys notice at the very end? And I don't know if this goes into a sequel too. Like I said, I don't know anything about the sequels. But like when the when the military vet guy's like walking away, the sun is like looking at him, and then the music kind of goes to me like a darker beat where it's almost like me hinting at something with this kid and him i don't know if the kid is gonna i don't know if there's a sequel where the kid blames this guy for his dad's death none I don't of know. these characters except for the vet are in any sequels oh They're, really yeah mm-hmm. it was just a weird note i took of like well that was an interesting little like the last five seconds of the movie of like why did the music change to kind of like this eerie music when the kid's stirring at the guy walk away i was just like oh i don't know i don't know what that meant if anything i mean clearly it doesn't set anything up for the future unless he becomes frank grillo in the fucking i know frank grillo's in one of the sequels i know that so maybe that's him when he grows up i have no idea rob this was your movie pick man well, this is Brooks, Brooks' movie pick. I brought him on, and I know he wanted to watch oh, it. So shit. nobody, nobody told me. Laura said, "You're coming on the pod." I said, "Okay, I think I'm free." I think I'm free. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm usually sleeping in the bed next to the pod with my earbuds in, so I'm here. It has nothing to do with the pandemic. Of course, he's free. It's just he's usually asleep by now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> let me che- let me check with my sleep manager yeah. and see what she has to say about my schedule. <laughs> oh that's funny that's funny yeah i mean do you guys have anything else you want to talk about of this movie anything else with the ending or anything else anybody you know i just i remember i with regard to the holes i wrote a note saying like this movie has more holes than ethan hawk's security system damn (laughs) i was like mic drop end the episode well there you go we still got some stuff to do but okay all right right. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Well, that, that's it, I guess, for the review portion of the episode. Yeah, that's it there. Um, but let's do Rotten Tomatoes real fast. Like we already talked about, they're pretty low. I don't know if they might be some of the lowest we've done. Yeah. But uh, I don't even remember what Thanks Killing was. I think Thanks Killing was actually higher than this movie. Um, but but you have uh, quit, it. Qu- quit it. Don't don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Yeah, cut. Super cut. <laughs> Super cut. I'm pretty sure Thanks Killing was a uh, higher. Uh, so Rotten Tomatoes of this movie, you have a critic score of 39 percent. You have an audience score of 36 percent. So very very low uh, reviews of this movie. But I did want to point out two reviews real quickly just to kind of give a positive and negative of this movie because I'm fascinated to think what people like this movie and what they shout it out for. So I had one positive review I found. This was from a critic. Gave three and a half stars out of five. So pretty pretty high marks. Um, this is uh, Linda Cook from Quality Times. Uh, I don't know. It's a Davenport. Um, she says, honestly, this is not a high quality movie. The script has gaping plot holes and you need to suspend your disbelief. But it does encourage people to talk about violence. While The Purge may not be entertainment, I can say it's thought-provoking. Well, yeah. So, sure. you know, I mean, of course. that that's kind of like, I feel like that's any positive we've said about this whole review is like what it makes you talk about, the theory of The Purge and what it's about. Mm-hmm. To me, that's not enough to say it's a good movie. And yeah, that's the thing is, I, I, I was looking at just the other day, our letterboxd, letterboxd, uh, <laughs> Account Letterbox D. Whoa, that's a old school. That might have been. Was that you know? I was talking to these guys. Like to be honest with everybody listening, I'm starting to like pull old content (laughs) I've cut from episodes to kind of maybe give some from extra stuff future in the pod. You know, and we had a whole conversation on Letterbox when we went there, and Laura did the read for it, and Laura said Letterbox D, and we had a whole like ten minute laugh thing of it's like a letterbox thing with dicks and this and that you guys kept capitalizing the d so i thought it was letterbox d i've never been on this website before how how am i supposed to know Uh, yeah so that's just what greg's talking about right now good callback greg Uh, tried to hold that one in uh i was looking at our our movies that were three and a half stars Okay, mm. and, uh, uh, in that range, and those are high quality movies. So, thinking oh, about this person's review, she is contradicting herself. She says it's three and a half stars, but it's not a high quality movie. I don't know. Maybe mm. people have different ratings on what that means. Can you have a high rated movie that's not a high quality? I don't know. Yeah, she's almost saying like it's it's three and a half stars for the premise for the for the conversation. I mean, this isn't a fucking TED, this isn't sure. a TED talk. It's a fucking movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, so I I just thought that was like one of the only positives I could find of people that actually like this movie. Most people that like it really shout out like what the the this movie's premise is. Yeah, that's it. What it's about. I mean, which I agree with. You really can't say anything's positive about the actual movie. You know. Yeah. Uh, I did have one uh, negative review. This was an audience review. This is a one star. Uh, so this is, <laughs> this one was kind of funny. I usually pull a funny one. Uh, this is somebody anonymous that says, watching enjoying this movie is like eating an entire pizza by yourself. Satisfying, but not good for you and leaves an aftertaste of shame in your mouth. Yep. Shame. <laughs> shame. 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 It's a, it's a Cersei pizza. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this I, I totally agree with that review of this movie. And I am known to eat a whole pizza by myself, so I know that shame firsthand. Yeah. Um <laughs> so let's uh, let's get to our overall ratings of this movie ourselves. Um let's do one to five. Let's do how many air horns. 
How many air horns are you given this movie? Is your air horn even on? Does it have a battery? Is it working at all? I don't know. Uh, be specific with these air horns. I kind of want to hear this a bit. Uh, and you could do positives. Well, actually, you could do more negatives if you want. I don't know if you could say any positives, but uh, you can get into it a bit. What do you think, Greg? One to five. By the way, we didn't really talk about the air horns. I actually, that was one thing I did like, it, how, the creepiness of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't like know. that. Yeah, I put, it, I put it in my note. I put in my notes too. It's super eerie, but it's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It, it gives you like the willies, but it's like, oh shit, like this is kind of cool. But uh, yeah. So yeah. how many how many of those cool fucked up air horns are you giving this movie, Greg? <laughs> so I, I just think that, look, it is an interesting world that they created. I can see why they made sequels, not just because of the money, but it, it's inevitable that you need more information on what this whole purge stuff is about. Um, I always appreciate the social commentary. You know, it's like people under the stairs. This movie, you know, they have a pretty, I mean, it's heavy handed, but, you know, they have, it's pretty much a critique or an indictment of our society and our, you yeah. know, our class system in the United States specifically and talking about wealth divide. But at the same time, it's just not fleshed out. I feel like this movie suffers the same problem as as my biggest issue with Tusk was the fact that it was underdeveloped. It just feels like a giant thought experiment, mm. which to me would make, a, you know, you guys are talking about the origin of how they thought of this movie. It's like, hey, what a cool idea. Well, okay, take that idea. You could make a good movie short out of that. But if you're going to make a, a full length film, you need to satisfy everything about it. And not, and you know, if you're selling this movie, like we talked about, on the idea you have to you have to meet the demands of that um <clears throat> so at the same time i mean look they had a pretty original plot they did something with it i just feel like they didn't really deliver on that promise so i'm going to give it to two working air horns really wow interesting i i feel like me and laura need to go back and review that too against some of your other two rated movies just uh, don't, don't whatever don't, don't let me start yeah this is our new also, thing Laura, he's an amendment so it's it, whatever yeah okay this is the new thing laura does not like me uh debating greg's ratings because i think she's just tired of actually looking into the facts because they don't make sense he went up on the invitation that's all i give a shit about so we're good <laughs> that's it okay all right, let's all right. just move on <laughs> okay all right yeah get those red lanterns going uh yeah uh so what about you laura brooks i mean you don't have to have a combined score you have your easter score uh one to five how many air for air air horns air <laughs> horns are you giving this movie you can give it an air horn if you want yeah uh what do you think uh laura you can go first honestly i'm with greg i i you wouldn't know this after listening to this episode because we've all just been shitting on this movie for over an hour but i i wrote down a two because hmm. you know Again, it's the idea. It wasn't executed well, but to me, this was such a horrifying idea and it was unique and I've never seen anything like it. And it prevented me from wanting to watch it for so many years. And I, I do think it's why it made so much money. Like I think it was marketed really well and man, I just wish someone else had had this idea and ran with it. Mm -hmm. so. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about you, Brooks? Uh, one to five. How many air horns are you giving this movie? I mean, I'll I'll echo what both of what Laura and Greg just mentioned. Um, yeah, I try I try not to have expectations going into movies, but I I'd been wanting to see this movie for a long time, and I think probably because of Laura, we we hadn't watched it, mm -hmm. <laughs> and her uh, he hesitancy to to seeing it in general. So so I think that just built up. Uh, my expectations over time. And 
And yeah, for all the reasons we've we've mentioned throughout the podcast, it just it didn't pay off. And I'm I'm gonna go with uh, 1.5 air horns. A half an air horn? How is it going? How is it is a half permitted? an air? Horn? It, it 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 is permitted, but you have to explain how is it a half. Why is it a half? Is it out of batteries? It's like a, it's, it's just like a little squeaker, you know. Like it was <laughs> it's a little it's a little baby ear, air horn. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's the air horn me and Brooks carry around when it's our first night out. We don't know what we're doing. It's a little baby air horn. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Nice. Nice. I like it. So one and a half. Okay. All right. I'm trying to add up these scores here because I'm I have an idea for something. Uh. So for for me, I'm gonna I need to ask Greg this because I'm not sure how this works. Greg, Uh-oh. what's our what's our rating for our trash bin in our DVD shelf? I think it's zero to one. Zero to oh, one. Okay. Shit. So oh, no. so <laughs> who wants to do the math on this? Greg's at two. I, I know Laura's, what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Greg's at two. Laura's at two. Brooks is at one and a half. What is it? What is that? Somebody want to average that out? What do I need to you hit? You have to put, give it a zero if you want to in the trash bin. <laughs> is that the, is that the math? Do I got to give it an actual I mean, zero? I think so. So we got two, two, one and a half. And it needs to be zero to one. It has to be zero, buddy. I don't think you can get there. Well, I feel oh, like you're, I'll give I feel it a like neg- I'll give it a negative if I have to. I want that shit in the trash bin. <laughs> I feel like you're 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 twisting you're twisting the rules. You have to give it a zero. A, a zero? zero would give it a one point three seven five combined. That's higher than one though. It can't be in the trash bin if it's over one. Oh, so I gotta go. Can't. So I gotta go negative three seven five then, right? Well, what is a negative air horn? Like you're blowing air into your <laughs> stomach, or what's what is that? <laughs> I'm sucking. You're I'm sucking, sucking, sucking air. Sucking yeah, I'm <laughs> sucking air into my own mouth. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> okay, so God. that's it. I'm giving this movie a negative point three seven five. So I'm sucking point three seven five air into my mouth from the air horn. Probably the wrong end. Apparently, I don't know how an air horn works. Uh, just so this movie can go in our fucking trash bin because I want it in our trash bin. Uh, so it's going you know right. I, I feel like normally I'd be so mad, but I think this is fantastic. This is great. <laughs> Thanks, killing needs a company in our trash bin. It, it has, does. It's so yeah. alone there, yeah, and I don't so think it even lonely. deserves to be there. But uh, now it's going to be Thanks, killing. It's going to be the purge. They're in the trash bin. We'll see what happens later on if there's amendments or not. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there we go. Trash bin purge. I love it. Uh, perfect. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Greg needs to get on updating that that thing. I want that. I want to see that purge thing in the trash bin pretty quickly, Greg. Okay. All right, and I'll throw yeah. the. I'll put an air horn in the bin too. <laughs> yeah, put an air horn in there. You're right. <laughs> yeah, let's put an air horn in the trash bin. That would be so awesome. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, there you go. That's it for the review this week. Uh, I think it's definitely one of our lowest rated movies now with my score. Oh, trust me, I have I have plenty of picks to, to accompany these two now. Oh, great. oh, good, good, fantastic! Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, uh, so next week, you know, we're gonna review a movie. I'm pretty sure it's not gonna be in the trash bin. We're doing 1997's "I Know What You Did Last Summer." Um, this was <laughs> this was Laura's pick, and uh, <laughs> why are you laughing, Laura? Uh, because I don't know. I mean, it's it's pretty 90s. You guys, I don't know. Yeah, you might not like it. Oh, that's true. All right. Well, maybe we're in the trash bin. Come on. We got to make room in that trash bin. Shit. Come on. Uh, so no, keep, don't put this movie in the trash bin. Don't do it. Okay. All right. Well, I, I said in the press. Just based on Jennifer Love Hewitt, I don't think they can put her in the oh, oh, oh. trash bin. Oh, oh, Brooks might want to come back next week so he can review the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we know what Brooks did that summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay yeah uh so let's, let's we're reviewing next week uh and don't forget the the rest of our schedule is going to be you know on twitter and instagram uh you can check out what we're doing there also please remember send us in your conjecture choice picks we'll be keep doing that keeping the picks ringing in um 
You, oh, you're almost not laugh, Laura. You did a good job there. Yeah, I didn't but, laugh at all. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. I like it. Good job. Greg laughed, though, so it's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so you can contact us by email, conjecturingpod at Gmail, Twitter, Instagram, at conjecturingpod. Uh, and, and most importantly, leave a voicemail, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. Um, and if you like uh, our show, check out our merch, uh, tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod. We have a ton of horror and podcast designs up there. We got to work on a trash bin shirt. Now we need to work on a trash bin shirt. We can put an air horn in there or turkey leg and sell it. That'd be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> uh, and then lastly, please remember to subscribe, rate, review our podcast, wherever you're listening to it on and check out the other shows on the slash cast podcast network slash cast network. So that's it from the gold room tonight. It's been the conjecturing. I've been Rob and Laura and Greg and Brooks. There you go. There you go. Until next time, remember horror subjective. So conjecture away toodaloo. Bye bye. Bye. Just let us purge to the loo.